Welcome to another episode of the Best Available Podcast. On today's show, we will talk All-Star Weekend, what we liked, what we didn't, what we think needs to be added, all that good stuff. Also, a draft involving the young, up-and-coming stars of the NBA. All that and more next on the Best Available Podcast. All right, joining me on today's show, Jacob Bales. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Jeremy Bales. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. And our favorite producer, Austin Combs. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Caleb, actually, not here with us today, on location in Charlotte. (laughs) That was your Caleb impression? I like it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, In Charlotte, still, for All-Star Weekend. But we will be hearing from Caleb a couple times throughout this podcast. James, I love Booby Gibson. <laughs> Actually, if you if you listen close, like during the podcast, you can just like hear him in spirit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like kind of listening for the Holy Spirit. Let's listen. Let's listen really fast for him. Really, LeBron. <laughs> wow, you're yeah, right. No, I heard man, him. I heard him. Wow, he all right, here, okay, fellas. All Star Weekend. Has Why did he come. do helium? Why did he take helium? He's taking he... a lot of helium in Charlotte. It's a spirit, guys. It's, yeah. a, it's a high-pitched voice. <laughs> all right. All-Star Weekend has come and gone. There were dunks. There were threes. There were even half-court shots winning the skills challenge. We saw a lot over All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk through everything we saw. But first, let's talk about the parts of All-Star Weekend that we really enjoyed, the things that we liked about All-Star Weekend. Jeremy, what you got for us? Uh, you already mentioned one of mine. Uh, the the new skills challenge format yeah. was more fun. Not having it be bigs versus bigs, and then small guys versus small guys, mixing it up, letting them go against each other. Also, they all seemed to actually care this they year. They tried, and it wasn't just like a chore for them. Yes, like throwing up half court shots just to try and have a chance of beating the other guy's three point shots. That made it really fun. Like, yeah, the the new wrinkle where I'm I'm really behind, so I'm gonna throw this like half court or quarter court shot up or even like Trey Young tossing the ball up the court and sprinting down to try and catch up with players like they were actually trying to win this year also Trey Young hit a shot off one leg yes that one that was that was pretty awesome Jacob Kyle (laughs) Ray (laughs) Allen who who won Tatum oh yeah he won on the half court right yeah like he won the whole thing yeah Jacob would you love I just love the whole weekend, every every single part of it. I even watched the Celebrity Game this year, which was great. Uh, we had an appearance from Ray Allen, <laughs> hitting some four-point shots. Uh, is it, this is going to be embarrassing, Quavo? Is that how you say it, or is it Quavo? Quavo. Okay. Quavo. Qu- I thought I of all people, you would know that. Why? You're hip. You're young. Right now, my number one radio station is Oldies. <laughs> it's Oldies from like the 60s. I love listening to that. So I don't. The fact that you listen to a radio station, I think, <laughs> to how hip you are. Uh, but that was really fun. There was, uh, there was even moments in there where it was just like fun to watch the game. Now, they weren't playing amazing basketball. Famous Los hitting that, the first ever five point shots. Yeah, that was impressive. That was excellent. I love that. Do you guys think they're going to add a four point shot to the NBA anytime soon? I don't think so. I think it's more likely they extend the three-point arc and not have the sides anymore. It'll just go out of bounds to out of bounds. No three-pointer in the corner? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I, interesting. I actually, I've thought about that before, and I actually asked my, my dad one time because he grew up in the era with no three-point line. So I was like, did, I asked him, I was like, were people, like when people thought about the three-point line, was it like how we think about the four-point line? Like there's no way that'll ever happen. There's like, there's only twos. And he said that when the ABA, because the ABA first did it, he said everyone was like, that's just like a gimmick for the ABA. College will never do it. NBA will never do it. Like people actually thought that. And now we look at it and it's like completely normal. But I agree. I don't. I can't see him adding it. Well, regardless, it was a fun game. Even, you know, seeing Jay Will get out there. Yeah, man. Really he show his He was very skills. impressive. It makes me so sad for him. I know. I was so sad because he was so good. And like that's what he, he was a second, the second overall draft second pick. Second pick. Yeah, the whole time I was watching him, I was like, man, he still looks great and he's probably not in the best shape what at all. He's 80, 80 now? Yeah, he's like 80 something. <laughs> <laughs> he was the second pick in the like 1950 <laughs> draft or something like that. 
Uh, Jeremy, you were saying you liked the uh, celebrity game, right? Yeah, I thought just having those X players really changed the dynamic of the whole thing. It made it a lot more interesting. You had guys out there who know how to play the game really well, and I thought it brought up the level of their teammates. And it just made the the skills in the game way better. Uh, you know, I did like... Here's a little sentimental moment. They had those hometown heroes, which oh, was awesome. Oh, dude, the Waffle House guy. But he was so good. Yeah, he, was actually he, was awesome. awesome. he almost threw down a dunk. That yes, would have been incredible. He was so good. It actually made me feel bad for the other team because their guy was not good at basketball. <laughs> and so they had like a But steal. he is good at being a hero, and we thank him. And being from his hometown. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what was frustrating to me about the Celebrity Game? The announcers were talking to the players Wow, dude, they, they hated on the it. Court. They did. They I did. Hated I that. think it was like a good concept. Like, oh, we could like put it in their like ear, talk to them while they're playing, and then once it started happening, it was like it was such a bad. The only I liked moment. it one time. It was when Aja Wilson was shooting free throws and they were trying to mess her up. I thought that was funny. I didn't yes. like that either. I hated that. Yeah, it was the and it, they started to do it too at the end of the game. Like they were. Yeah, that I think was it was Ray really Allen weird. or Jay. It was Ray Allen yeah. when they were actually like trying for a little while like at the end and it was like no I'm actually trying to win this game like my team is down and you're trying to like talk to me right now <laughs> alright something that I really enjoyed speaking of Friday night I enjoyed the Rising Stars challenge or the Rising Stars game I was watching that game it was horrible basketball like they didn't really try that hard um, it's fun to watch if you know going in that you're gonna see not very good basketball and no defense but I was watching that game and I was just like, man, there are incredible young players. Like the fact that you could have a world team full of players that are actually legit. Like the world team was legit. The The United States team was really good. Uh, I enjoyed that game a lot just because of all the talent that was surrounding that game. Yeah, I think the game would have been better if the USA hadn't got off to such a huge start against the world. They were born. They out. were up by a lot real early, and when that happens in any all-star game, both sides just kind of shut it off for most of the game and just highlight themselves. Unless you're Team LeBron. True. Who said, screw this, we're coming back, and we're going to win. I do have to, I hate to say this to you, though, but did you see Westbrook's stats? 8 for 20, baby. Uh, he was like a minus... Oh, he was something. A, he was he was so minus bad. nineteen. He honestly could have been the MVP for how much he helped. You know what's LeBron's interesting team. about that? Westbrook was like a minus nineteen. Ben Simmons was like a plus nineteen. And the reason that's interesting is because they were traded for each other. Yeah, eight for let me see, eight for twenty and one for eight from three. However, Steph Curry. Four for 17. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> not good. He was not good. Welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hit them all in the uh, three-point contest. Hey, speaking of the three-point contest. Let's get ready to do that. Uh, did Great you guys segue. see when the the old guys came out uh-huh. and to shoot those threes? Was anybody else like, who are they? <laughs> I was like, I knew Ray Allen. But was it Mar- Mark Price? Who I was, was it? Like, Mark Price? Ray you Allen? didn't know Price? Glenn Rice? I, but it, who ate Glenn, Glenn Rice? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Mark, Mark Price comes out, and I was like, no one knows what you look like. Like, we've heard your name. And then they all were just bad. Yeah, if Mark Price would have come out in, like, the old school blue and orange Cavs uniform, we would all been like, oh, Mark Price. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I said, oh, Craig Elo. <laughs> I was actually disappointed by that because going into it, I was hoping Reggie Miller would rip off his – suit and have a Pacers jersey on and go out there and shoot and it didn't happen and they brought all these other old guys out there to do it and he didn't join them and it was really disappointing for me. Yeah, did you hear when they said they hit two shots, right? Was it for eight they had eight thousand total and the the cap was forty thousand and the girl goes, All right, we're gonna round up from eight thousand to forty <laughs> <laughs> Were they I, that's the only part that I missed because I was watching a different game, were they shooting threes or half-court shots? or They each shot a rack. They each shot a rack. Of yeah. a three-point. Okay. Uh, like for the three-point contest. And they made two total? I think so. No, they, they no. made like ten. Del Curry oh, they didn't make made ten. two total. Mark Price actually hit like three, I think, right? I think as a group they made like ten. I think that maybe they made eight and it was a thousand a shot. Ah, uh, and she rounded it up. It was still like... <laughs> They were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to round up to this amount, which everyone was like, we know that you're going to do this yeah. for charity. But I was like, maybe you should not choose the word round up. Mm, I don't know. Did they have like, were they wearing like jeans and like button-ups or did they have like 
athletic gear on. They were all in wheelchairs, which I thought was <laughs> weird. Someone had to roll them out. But. Wow, they made 10 in wheelchairs. That's pretty good. Also, speaking of the three-point contest, again, I really enjoyed the three-point contest this year. I thought it was great that they had 10 players be in it, whereas you look at the dunk contest now and it's it's four players, or in the past you've only had six or eight. The three-point contest had 10, and they like you, you saw some stars do it, which I really enjoyed. Steph was out there. Damian Lillard was out there. Middleton. like You actually had people who were in the All-Star game participate in the three-point contest, and I thought that was awesome. Eh, it's stupid. It was stupid. You know why I was stupid? Why? How can you have the three-point contest if you don't have the number one three-point shooter in the game, in, in the contest? That's stupid. It oh, Danny so Green? Mad. He was in it. He was. Is he the number one three-point shooter? <laughs> Nobody knows who Davis Bertans is. First off, it's Davis. That's <laughs> part of the problem. You just, you're, you're, you're part of the problem. It doesn't matter. Don't you want to see the best three-point shooters? No. Why can't you just be happy that I said his name at all? I hate all of you, first off. But here's, why would you not have him? Because he, and they made the excuse when they sent it back to him, they said he hadn't shot enough threes. Really? Because you had Seth Curry there, who has not shot as many threes as Davis. You also, I know, Dirk was there. Oh, I'm old and dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old and dirty. It just makes me angry. Like, uh, Joe Harris was there, but we can't have Davis Bertans. You think we want to see Joe Harris? You can't talk about the best three-point shooter of the year, Joe Harris. How dare you? How dare you say that in my presence? How dare you? I mean, he won the three-point contest, so he's the best in my book. Bertans is first in percentage, correct? Correct. Joe Harris is second, right? So you had to have him there. I'm not... I'm not saying that Davis shouldn't have been there. I'm just saying like Joe Harris needed to be there too. I would I would venture to say that if Dirk wasn't Dirk and 40 and everybody loved him that he probably would not have been in it and you throw Anthony Davis Bertans How? in it. <laughs> my before and after for the pod. It just it just makes me angry. Cuz it's just it's not about skill at that point it's just about the people it's just about selling tickets and that really frustrates me uh 100 you are correct i know i know welcome it's just to the really, nba i mean where was where was gallinari he's he's in the top 10 where was malik beasley he's in the he's in the top 10 why aren't we having these people we're having oh all these other awesome great three-point shooters that get freaking 12 <laughs> thank god we had that so we had our top three. Oh, i love a good spurs rant Sorry, I had some, I got you don't to, need to be sorry. Once a week, once a week. What else do we like? Uh, nothing. That was it. That's, <laughs> that's all you got. That's all I had. Okay, I, I, I liked all of it, but you, you give me yours. I got one more, one more thing. I still love. I know it's only the second year, but how they how they pick the teams for the All Star game, like the going away from East versus West, and actually doing a draft, and they actually televised the draft this year, which brought some great humor and some very good content between. Um, LeBron and Giannis. So I just I think they try harder when it's that way. They didn't try as hard as they did last year, but at the end of the game, like LeBron's team, they wanted to win. They were up on the bench. They were cheering the uh, the reserves on when they were like making their comeback and stuff. I just I like the way that they that they do the All Star teams. Yeah, I agree. I did like that. Uh, I think it added a lot to the game and it makes it more competitive. Jeremy, if you didn't like anything else, what did you not like about All Star Weekend? Uh, but most of it is like in the games. They don't try very hard. I I I liked it last year better because they did try harder in both the Rising Stars game and the All Star game. Uh, one thing I really didn't like this year is all the nonsense in the dunk contest. We need they need to clean that up. <sighs> so much nonsense. What nonsense are the you talking plane? about? It was he, he broke it. He broke his yeah. plane was bad. Even if he hadn't broken it, there's there's too much going on with that dunk, and it was not a good dunk anyway. John Collins threw down better dunks the night before. He did in the Rising he did Stars in, game. Any of his dunks in the dunk contest, which is not good. I look. I'm glad Hami won. I'm a Kentucky guy. I was glad to see him win. His dunk over Shaq was his really Shaq awesome. Was but. Just the pe- it's a it's about the players that are participating, right? Like you don't have any stars, you don't have anybody um, like really worth watching just by their name. Now I knew Hami was a good dunker because I had watched him and followed him in college, but like nobody else knew that if he was any good or not. And so I agree, I did not like the dunk contest. Also, when they need to change the scoring because you get too many points for not making a dunk. Yeah, all the missed dunks. and. You need to have a 
hard limit on how many dunk attempts you get. Because watching Dennis Smith Jr. try and fail to hit that dunk 10 times in a row was awful. And then he still got a high score. It was not good. Proposal. Yes. You guys ever heard of the basketball tournament that's held every summer? Yeah, of like the ex-college players and yes. stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they have a dunk contest. And one of the rounds of the dunk contest is they have to dunk on each other. And so one of the people has to go up and try to block it. And the person so the dunking, person's actually trying to block it. And does Ooh. like a... Like does a cool like a posterize, dunk, yeah, and they have to dunk on the other person. And the person, if they block it, is a, it's a huge deal because like they don't have, they didn't complete the dunk. Yeah, you get yeah. no points. I say we do that. I love, love that. Can you imagine Dennis Smith Jr. going? You don't have to do anything. You just go up there and do like a tomahawk slam on John Collins, and I'm losing my mind. Yeah, because if it's on somebody, it looks so much better. Even if you didn't go between your legs or something. Like keep J Cole off the court. And now you're Jake attacking Jay Collins, all right? Like, yeah, hey, oh, the Jay Cole so part good. of it was very cool. The what part? The Jay Cole. I yeah. like Jay Cole out there. Him and Shaq were the best props. Of For the sure. Uh, another another proposal uh, as it pertains to like having a certain round be something. What if they said like each round was something different? So like this round, the guy tries to block it, and you try to dunk on him. This round, you have to jump over something. Whatever. You could pick Shaq. You can pick a chair. This round, you have to be blindfolded. Yeah, like, or, and you do, like, you have to, like, you kind of make a round, um, you kind of make each round um, a theme. So, like, you have to throw the ball up in the air. You have to, like, do something. I think that would make it more intriguing, at least. Mm -hmm. What if we had a new competition it was called the three-point dunk contest. <laughs> Giannis dunks from three. You have to jump from behind the three-point line. Whoever gets closest to dunking it wins. Are there trampolines involved? Oh, do you guys remember Slam Ball? <laughs> oh, so good. Sla Why don't we just... The dunk contest should just be a slam game ball. of Slam Ball. Next slam year. Ball was so good. And it was also on Cartoon Network, which is so weird, but it was. And if you've never seen Slam Ball before, you need to go find a computer, look up Slam Ball highlights. Or just go on your phone. Probably. Wait, you can look up videos. Hey, on you your need phone. to go find the computer because it's <laughs> 1997. <laughs> you, go to your public listening to many. Go to your public library. Get a library card. I just said library. You did say library. <laughs> They're delicious. Get a library card and then look up slam ball highlights. It will blow your mind. There's four trampolines and it was like a, a contact sport. You had to wear yes. knee, elbow, and knee and elbow pads and you had to wear a helmet and sometimes the way that you stop someone from dunking is just tackle them <laughs> in midair <laughs> it was so good though okay, you're more Adam worked Silver. up about this than Davis Bertans <laughs> <laughs> I need to see Davis Bertans <laughs> in a slam ball <laughs> competition now Adam Silver if you're listening to this podcast which he Adam is Silver, which he obviously is if you're listening to this podcast please just call us <laughs> just let us be affirmed let us be affirmed by you <laughs> if you're listening we need next year the highlight event, the main event of All-Star Weekend, just a game of slam ball. Who would be in the game? Like old slam ball players or like NBA players? Well, you know, no NBA players. Do yeah. It. How about G-Leaguers? And whoever wins gets an automatic. Gets a 10-day. Not a 10-day. They get a two-way. <laughs> yes, they get a 10 they automatically get a two-way. And so that, people are going to be like actually fighting for it. It'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, I have something I didn't like okay. All-Star Weekend. The... Did you guys see Adam Silver and would unveil those new jerseys? Yeah. Yes. Where they change numbers? That's the stupidest thing. Why? Yes, it is. What's it's it for? Why? Who cares? I said it was for when Markeith and Marcus Morris switch <laughs> in at halftime. Like if Marcus Morris is hurt and Markeith comes in like he did last year for the Celtics, like that happened. Yeah. Like Markeith Morris comes in and instead of like having to put on Marcus's jersey, he leaves his own Celtics jersey on because he obviously has one and Adam Silver pushes the button. Because Adam Silver's in the locker room okaying Markeith Morris coming in to play for the Celtics, and he pushes the button, and it changes to Marcus's jersey. I think that's why they did it. I don't I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why they did it. How much money did they spend on that? That was, yeah. For this, like, everyone was, it was supposed to be this huge thing. Adam Silver's out there doing it, and everyone's just like, okay. <laughs> like, no one, like, freaked out. They're just like, this. And as usual, we had an awesome, awkward handshake between Adam Silver and Ahmad Rashad. It was like this weird awkward handshake yeah, well it was it was dumb I didn't like that I thought it was very stupid and a waste of time you have to put some sort of pomp and circumstance just under around the fact that Ahmad Rashad is still alive right? and like still you know semi-relevant so maybe that was it you guys remember when Ahmad Rashad got into an NBA game no it was a preseason game he got in for like 
two minutes. What? All right, go, go to your <laughs> go find a computer. Go, get, go to your public library. Get a computer. Look up Ahmad Rashad in NBA preseason game. Now they would like they would never let that happen. Tony Romo like tried to Ernie, do it. Ernie Johnson gets in for the Warriors. He made a bucket. He made they they ran a down screen for him and he made a bucket. Wow. But uh, it happened. Okay. Something else I didn't like. I watched the whole game and I will admit the celebrity game. It was actually a good game. It got down in the wire. We saw the first ever five point play, which was awesome. I maybe it's because I'm just old. I didn't know seventy five percent of those people. I got, I was like, this is the celebrity game, and this is like a bunch of non celebrities. I didn't I didn't know me either. Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, I was literally my wife and I were sitting there on the couch, and we were like, are we just completely out of like the generational whatever, and we have no idea who these people are? Oh boy, wearing the bunny hat. I was like, mm, I'm about done. <laughs> I like, well, I know I, you know him from that Cardi B song. What Cardi B song? Yes, he's in the, the Cardi the B one song. Cardi B song. How it? <laughs> I don't have a library near me, Jeremy. How am I supposed to look this video up? <laughs> um, I wouldn't have known who that. Like, if he would have walked on the court, I would have never said like, "Oh, that's the guy from the Cardi B song." Only because the announcers were like. His famous hit is featuring on a Cardi B song. I was like, oh, it's that guy. There was one too many your own Netflix shows, yes. too. And then they were like, this person's on this podcast. I'm like, podcast people are famous for their voice. No one knows what they look like. Yeah. It's so not like we should old. know. And then they got the second most famous guy from the SEALs show. Like, everyone knows the Navy SEALs guy, that one guy. And they're like, this guy stars. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He Literally, the, the best part about the celebrity game, which we kind of already talked about, were the ex-players having like Ray Allen, even the WNBA players I thought was cool, and the hometown heroes. Besides that, like in the past, you had your Kevin Hart, you had your Bieber. There's no Win Butler this year. Win Butler is a staple of the celebrity game, and Arcade Fire needs to be represented. Yeah, what about the Bucks owner? Dude! (laughs) (laughs) Like, we also have this celebrity. A regular NBA owner. He had the biggest knee brace on ever, yes. too. It was, was so big. I was worried about I was, him. Yes, I was hurting for him, too. He was like, oh, I'm so sore after the You game. know, next time he sees NBA players, he's going to be like, hey, guys, you guys see me out there? They're going to be like, you're an idiot. Just give me my money. <laughs> he reminded me of Dirk a little. Make me a new workout facility, please. <laughs> That's the joke they just did. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching the game. I just didn't enjoy the non-celebrities. Next year, I'll do it. I mean, I'm on a podcast. From the, so. from the best available podcast, Jacob Bale. I would love to. Dude, just do something to become a hometown hero. Hey, All-Star Game is in Indy in 2021. So you just got to, like, rescue somebody yeah. from a burning bush up. or Let's something. Let's set something up to where one of us is, like, dying. I'm doing air quotes. And the other one saves us, and they become the hometown hero, and they get to play in the All-Star Game. Well, at least we kept it a secret. So no one will know. Also, that we forgot doing. Adam Silver. You for sure to this. just mashed up two episodes of "It's, uh, it's Always Sunny," so it's not going to go well for us. <laughs> it's always sunny in Indianapolis. <laughs> Am I right? No? Okay. <laughs> the gang goes to the All Star Game. <laughs> hey, but one of us did go to the All Star Game this year, isn't that right, Caleb? LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> good times. <laughs> All right. Um, so there were some good things. There was some things that were not so good. Let's talk one more thing about All-Star Weekend. What is something that you guys think is maybe missing? Like they that they don't have that they need to add, such as a slam ball game, which we already talked about. What is maybe something else that's missing that you'd like to see added? I I've got a, a two for one. All right. I there's there's no NFL on Sundays anymore when the All-Star game comes around and they do nothing with their Sunday afternoons. So they used to have like the talent show and some like outdoor like 3 on 3 stuff and that was gone this year for whatever reason. Bring bring all that stuff back. It's interesting. It'll get people to watch the show early and you can incorporate this kind of thing into your other things. Like have some guys that we're in the three-point contest competing against amateurs outside. Like, invite the fans to compete against them. Stuff like that where it's interesting. Players are getting involved with fans. It's, just, it's more fun, and you got more hours on the TV for TNT. Yeah, they had nothing. Like, the only thing was the All-Star game on Sunday night, right? They didn't have anything during the day. Uh, I, I would love to see an old-time player game. 
and I'm not talking like big three, like the guys that aren't that amazing, but like it reminded me just watching Ray Allen out there, like how good he was still, like he could still shoot. I was like, man, how awesome would it be to find like 24? And some of them can be from the big three. Some of those guys are actually still pretty good, but like find 24 players, X players, and just have a game on maybe, maybe that's what you do on Sunday afternoon. And it's these like old players, Kobe, Ray Allen, even Jay Williams, like have them run a game. Like I think they would try because they don't have anything like on the line as far as being injured. I think they would try. I would watch that game. Oh, I would sure. re- reckon to say that they have more on the line with being <laughs> injured because they're old. <laughs> yeah, but they, they're not like trying to get a contract. Oh, no, yeah. Do you guys remember in the years past where they had that thing where they had three players? It was a, a legend, a current player, and then a WNBA yes. star. Yes. Yeah. And they just did like the it was the layup, the, the shot thing, the free throw, yeah. yep. the three pointer, and the half court. Why did they take that away? I, I love don't know. That. Yeah, they've taken so much stuff out, and it's good stuff. But they fill it in with just rapping and like <laughs> people doing weird interviews, and I'm sick of it. I just, I just. Bring back more basketball. Yeah. I would rather that be... The other thing that was good along those lines was they would do a WNBA player with an NBA player, and you had, like, the spots around the floor. So, like, the three-pointer was worth, like, eight. The layup was worth four, and you had to, like, alternate. Do you remember that one? You had to alternate uh, Yeah, I shots. remember that one. That one was great, too. I would watch that. Uh, one other change I would, like to, I would like to see is between the Celebrity Game and the Rising Stars Game on Friday night... All the all stars go out on the Rising Stars court, and that's when they do the draft. Right there in front of everyone. There's they're not practicing yes. before the weekend comes. Right. So you don't need to do it a week before. That would be so much fun to watch it live, them picking guys out yes. of the lineup. And it's almost like a pickup game. Yes. Like you pick a team while you're on the court. That would be awesome. I would enjoy that. All in all, it was a good weekend. But for us, what was really fun was our friend. And own member of the podcast, Caleb Brown was on location in Charlotte. And actually, for some odd reason, the reason he's not on this podcast is he is still there. So let's throw it over to Caleb. He has some hot takes about his opinions on All-Star Weekend. Caleb. So after watching All-Star Weekend, two big things stand out to me. Number one, how in the world did Jetty Osman only play 15 minutes in the Rising Stars Challenge? That is the lowest of any player in the entire game, 15 minutes. And in my opinion, he is the Turkish Luka Doncic. So how are you only going to play him 15 minutes? That is just ridiculous. I mean, it was reported that the reason LeBron went to the Lakers was because he knew that Cleveland was Jetty City. And same for Kyrie. They were clearing the way because they knew that it was Jetty's team and Jetty City. And to only play him 15 minutes, you are letting not only America down, but the world down because we want to see the king of Cleveland go to work over the All-Star weekend. So number one, huge miss with only playing Jetty 15 minutes. And my second big thing from All-Star Weekend was actually not from this year. It was from 2008. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Daniel Booby Gibson for being the Rookie Challenge MVP in 2008. When he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers in that game, he scored 33 points and shot 11 for 20 on three-point field goals. And that was before the Steph era. So scoring 11 threes was a Big deal, and that is my all-time favorite player, Daniel Booby Gibson. Shout out to him, and shout out to the Big Three League, which he'll be featuring in this year. So my big two takeaways from all of All-Star Weekend, number one, Jetty Osman's got to get more minutes. He's the king of the NBA. And number two, 2008, Daniel Booby Gibson is the MVP on the court and the MVP in my heart. All right, great hearing from you, Caleb. Stay safe. We'll catch up with you here in a little bit after our draft. Also, just so you guys know, we didn't actually have enough money. We couldn't afford to send Caleb to the actual All-Star game. So we're just kind of assuming that instead of not going to the All-Star game, he was like just watching the 2008 Rising Stars Challenge. Probably over and over again because it's likely his favorite game of all time. Yes, also 11 from 20 from 3. That's really good. It's a great stat. All right, it is time to draft. 
Today's draft, like I said, is all about the young and up-and-coming stars of the NBA. Watching that Rising Stars Challenge and really the All-Star Game, for that matter, made me and others realize there is some good young talent in the NBA. The NBA is in good hands and has a really good future. So with that, we thought we would do a draft using those young players. So today's draft is current players in their prime, and they have to be 25 and under. So they have to be in the NBA. So no picking Zion. They have to be in the NBA. They have to be 25 and under, and we are doing it again, as usual, by position. And we've done our random number generator before we started the podcast. And the person who picked the number, Jeremy Bales, gets first pick. Finally. Funny how that works. Yeah, huh? interesting. You interesting. Saw, me pre- saw me press the button. You watched it happen. It, it's, it is what it is. I win. It is I'm what winner. it is. All right, Jeremy, first pick. This is a really hard first pick. Uh, so many so many really talented guys with the unibrows in this draft, and it's just really hard to pick one of them. But I am going to have to pick Anthony Davis first. 25 years old, drafted in 2012, plays for the Pelicans maybe. Who knows right now? Uh, but I think he is pretty obviously the best player in this draft. Wow. It I'm is, gonna, I'm it is close. I disagree think. with you on close. my second pick. I'm not saying it's not close. I think you have to admit that he is the best player in this draft. And I won't because I think with my second pick and also a flex option here, I'm going to pick the Greek freak who I think is the best player in the draft. I think Anthony Davis, you're right there, but it's very close, but I think Freak's better. Um, And here's the good news. On basketball reference, he's listed as a power forward twice and a small forward twice. So he is a flex option for me. Don't know where I'm going to slate him yet. But man, I'm excited that I I get to have the Freak on my team. Jeremy, are you worried that Anthony Davis is going to list the two other teams in this draft <laughs> that he's interested in going to, and he's going to leave your team with a year and a half left on his contract. And then you're going to get fired because you're the GM. Like All I know is the Knicks are a really great franchise. <laughs> he did say that. All right, so third pick for me, two in a row. This, this kind of makes it hard a little bit when the person before you picks a flex because... Jeremy has a power forward, and I would love to be like, oh, Jacob has a power forward, so I can wait on my power forward. But I can't do that yet because I don't know where Jacob is putting Greek freaks. So with my first pick, I am going to take Ben Simmons at point guard. And ah, with my second pick, ha, ah, ah, ha. <laughs> This is tough. I am going to grab Nikola Jokic at my center. Yeah. I am surprised by that one. Ben Simmons, point guard, Nikola Jokic, center. Think of all the passing. That is a that is some good good passing. Not, right let there. me not surprised he's the first center taken. Surprised that that's where you went. I hear you. Because Nikola Jokic is the best player in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, all right. Every pick Jeremy has, he's just going to say. They're all my favorites. <laughs> all right. Davis, Freak, Ben Simmons, and Jokic off the board. Time for Jacob Bale's second pick. This is interesting because I'm surprised once again that these players are falling to me. And I feel like this is an elaborate prank. Why? <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and take him. At my center position, I'm going to take Joel... Embiid, who I found out is only 16 years old. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? He's 16. And he's the best player in this draft. I like oh. Jokic better. That's fair. If you want to think that, um, you can be wrong all you want to, but no, he's great. Also, like he's going to add some humor to your team, you know? Like, someone's going to fall out of bounds, and Jokic is going to get a clean rebound. Just throw it off of him. <laughs> I forgot to mention that earlier when we were talking about things we loved. That was... LeBron didn't love it, which whatever but when he threw that ball off of lebron after a clean rebound that was amazing all right jeremy's second pick all right uh don't have to worry about center because you guys both have centers so that's nice i can hold off on that pick for last um i'm gonna go ahead and grab a shooting guard here and i'm gonna grab uh one of one of the only if not the only champion in this draft 
Luka Doncic mm. at shooting guard. One in Europe. He's a proven winner, and he's just an amazing talent. Also, the fact he's listed at shooting guard hilarious on basketball reference is like yeah like i was looking at it, i was like i could see him as a point guard maybe even a small forward power forward because of his size yeah nope shooting guard <laughs> yeah i assumed he'd be point guard as well uh honestly you could put him at any of those and you would be correct because he will play all of those positions for sure you know who else can win in europe rick patino <laughs> recently <laughs> only because the team leaves at halftime <laughs> shouts out to rick hey a win is a win doesn't matter what happens yeah, win is a win no matter how much you pay. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to me. I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, let me stop you there before you make a pick so I can make my other pick here. Oh, oh good call. <laughs> I didn't even realize that either. My bad. It's a Still Jeremy's pick. Thank you very much. Uh, I've got Anthony Davis at power forward, Luka Doncic at shooting guard. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick up a point guard here, and I'm going to go D'Angelo Russell. Hmm. Playing hmm. awesome this year. He is. that. There's a little bit of recency bias with that pick. I just think he's been trending towards being this player for a while, and now he's finally reaching what where how good of a player he's going to be for the rest of his career. It's just a testament to, you know, all the kids out there. When you put your phone down and focus... <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback joke. Yes. Not sure if people also, realize. Poor Lakers. Yeah, they like, just keep missing out on good just players. Gave him up for the Mozgov contract. Is that no, who they, they g- got the they got the Kuzma pick out of it though? Okay. But the, remind, I mean, no. remind me which I one would, was an okay, all-star I, this that's, year. That's, that's, okay. That is better than they just got nothing for him. I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Is it my pick now, Jeremy? Yes, it is. Thank you for releasing uh that. All right, me. and now to Kyle with his <laughs> next pick. All right, I'm gonna uh, continue the trend I have of picking all-stars because I don't know how this keeps happening to me, but I'm just happy. And maybe I can get a whole team of all-stars. That'd be amazing. But I'm going to pick a shooting guard and I'm going to pick Bradley Beal. And although he was the last pick of the draft, which I just felt bad for him because he he's still him to pick so him last. good. I know, but like, would he have still been the last pick? Maybe. We don't know. Uh, because, like, you got to think. If, if I, Freak doesn't pick Middleton first. Yeah, it's true. He probably, probably last. goes last. Hey, Middleton Even though I out. love he Middleton. Was amazing. Shout out to Middleton. But I'm going to take Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's been on one while John Wall has been hurt. Also, if you look around who uh, Beal plays with, it's a comedy of people. It's just a, a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, who's the best? Who's their second best player? Trevor Reza right now? Yeah, Thomas, Mahimi. Jan Mahimi, <laughs> Thomas Bryant is putting in great minutes. And Sadoransky. Sadoransky, that guy is a human. That's a real human. And so I, I think he's just playing out of his mind, and he's a great pick. The flip side to that, and this is true for a couple other guys on this list as well, is there's a lot to be said about being the best guy on a bad team because you're going to get a ton of looks, and you're going to look really good, even more so than you would on a, a really good team. I would agree with you had they not been the three seed, what was it, two years ago? True, I'm not, I'm not really taking good. anything away from Bradley Beal. I know it he's a great like player. It sounds like you are. I'm just be, playing some devil's advocate Jacob's team sucks. Jake, no, actually, your team's good. I'm, okay, I'm speaking good of being the best player on a really bad team, for my next pick, I, at shooting guard, am going to grab Devin... Booker. Hey, 70 point, 70 points. 70 points, man. That's who um, I was talking about when I said other players on the beast list. <laughs> <laughs> Which, when you do a draft that involves players this young, you're going to have some of those highlight players, amazing scores that are just on really bad teams. For my fourth pick, because I still don't really know where Jacob is throwing um, the Greek freak yet, because he hasn't um, decided. Because I think this, man, the small forward and power forward position is very not thin. It It is thin. It drops off. And I did this on a different podcast, and it's a little out of the box, and I'm going to go ahead and do it again. For my power forward, I'm going to take Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Wait, why is that out of the box? Because he hasn't played in like a year and a half. Oh, okay. Not out of the box, but you know. He's really good. Old show, old show out of the box. You guys ever watch it? Out of the box. Out of the box. You come to take one. I've never heard of that ever. We used to watch it. That's what me and Jamie are so creative. Say something creative on the count of three. One, two, three. Hamburger. (laughs) 
Well, All right, it. I have Ben Simmons at point guard, Nikola Jokic at center, Devin Booker at shooting guard, and the zinger at power forward, which means it is now Jacob Bale's fourth round pick. At my shooting guard, I have the BB gun, Bradley Beal. Please make up nicknames for all of your players. Way ahead of you. At my four, I have Giannis, the Greek freak. I've made wow, that up right now. That's really clever. Just I off know. the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Good Man. job. I hope he uses it. That'd be really cool. At my five, I have Joel. Oh, crap. <laughs> That's his nickname. Oh, That's crap. His, oh, wait, wait. Joel, indeed, indeed. Because <laughs> when you give it to him, is it a basket? Indeed. <laughs> uh, they definitely would have called him that in the 70s. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. As ragtime piano music plays. <laughs> is it not the 70s anymore? Jungle Jim oh, versus <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, so that means uh, if you're playing along at home I have flexed Giannis into that four position and I'm going to take the three who I think um, definitely could do a lot of damage in life um, his, his, the, <laughs> what the heck does that mean <laughs> but regardless I'm going to take the three who I think is going to be really good one day uh, we've seen flashes of it I'm going to take Jason Tatum who I believe he might be the youngest player picked so far well no Luca. Luca's younger Luca's younger is he but, younger Yes, he is officially. Uh, but Tatum has been really good at times. There's been times where he's been an idiot and frustrated me just to be watching him. But you know, we see flashes of it last year when he when he when he gets older and starts to mature more and like really kind of like gets a reign on the game. He's gonna be really good. And don't worry, I will have a nickname for him on my way back. All righty, Jeremy Bales, you are on your fourth and fifth round. So you you're gonna end up right here. All right, at point guard, I've got D'Angelo Russell. At shooting guard, I've got Luka Doncic. And at power forward, I've got Anthony Davis. So I'm looking for a small forward and a center. And at small forward, I'm going to take a guy who has proven he can be the guy for a team if he doesn't just take whole games off at any given moment. Dang it. And that is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he can be an amazing player, and he's proved it. He averages almost 20 points a game for his career, which is really impressive because he is 23 and he's been in the league for a while. But like I said, I don't know if, how well you can trust him. He's the guy that you're watching the T-Wolves game, and it's the fourth quarter, and he dunks on someone, and you're like, oh, yeah, Wiggins is in the NBA. Because you forget, like, he just disappears through stretches and possessions. You start wigging out. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> Luckily, this is a prime draft, so I only get him at his best. Correct. I don't, ha- I don't have to worry about that other end. So I've got Andrew Wiggins at small forward, and now I need a center. And as much... Teammates. Hang on, yeah. Can I take Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis switching back and forth? <laughs> no, you cannot take that. That's because how the, they can't play together? That's, that's that? how the Pacers use them. They can't play together <laughs> at the same time. No, you can't have that. They average about the same. I, I, I don't understand how this isn't okay, but whatever you guys say. Um, I'll let you have that if you give me Doncic, since I have Zinger. You know, they're on the same team. And Jacob gives me Embiid, since I have Ben Simmons. Like, I'll allow it if I get those players. Well, that sounds really fair <laughs> for all of us. Indeed, Embiid? Indeed, Embiid. You're not taking him. Uh, since I can't grab my beloved Pacers... I'm going to go with Wiggins' teammate. There it is. Another guy who can who has proven <laughs> yeah. that he can be the best player on a team if only he didn't disappear for multiple <laughs> games in a row, and including in the playoffs Your last team year. is either going to win by 100 or, <laughs> or just disappear. Give me Carl Anthony Towns. He puts up astounding numbers. He's still really young, just like Wiggins. Uh, I think that pick shows like how deep the center position was and how much uh, we talked about when it came to the small forward position being really thin, especially since after Jacob's pick, I'm going to have last pick and I'm going to have to pick one of these small forwards that I don't want to pick. You'll be all right. All right, my team right now. Jeremy, is that your second pick? I yeah, just said, I was, I was gonna, I You're just stroking said, out today. I said, <laughs> Jeremy, is that your second pick? <laughs> Jeremy, is that your second pick? Yeah, I would. I would like to tell everyone my full Please team. Please do. No, 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 no. Please no, no. do. Dang it. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Luka Doncic, uh, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> You're Anthony like the Davis. announcer for the Carl <laughs> home team <laughs> announcing the road team. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, Luka Doncic. D'Angelo Russell, three. 
who was the announcer that did that? Did you guys see that video? Uh, all of them do it. Oh, there was one that was really funny. Is, I, I is it the Heat one? I think it, it was, was the Heat. I think the Heat guy is amazing. Was, I love him. Oh, he did it so fast and so somber. It was so good. The Heat guy did the. Uh, he did the celebrity game, and he still did the dose. But no one knows to say Minutos after he says it. So it was just him saying Minutos. <laughs> I didn't know funny. he did that. At, at, yeah, he, he, says, he says, two minutes, dose. And then the, all of the fans say Minutos. But no one at the celebrity game knew to do that. As long as the fans are still there and they haven't left. With Yo, there was, there the was barely yeah. anybody at the celebrity game. Did <laughs> you guys true. see it? Yes. There was no one there. All right, it's my turn. It's my final pick. Right now I have... The BB gun, Bradley Beal. I have Jason, don't hate him, Tatum. <laughs> I have Giannis, the Greek freak. I think it's going to catch. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to catch on. on. And then, of course, Joel, indeed, Embiid. That is actually better than the Greek freak. That's <laughs> I'm not really going to lie. Really and uh, for my final pick, I have a point guard position open. I'm going to pick someone that Kyle's probably going to shoot me for because he's so upset. Uh, the Luka Doncic. Wannabe. It's who Luka Doncic wants to be like in his life. De'Aaron Glaren Fox. <laughs> All your nicknames are rhymes. <laughs> As they should be. Yeah. De'Aaron Glaren Fox. Uh, he is very good. Uh, he's super fast. He was in the Rising Stars Challenge. I almost picked, now you guys know I have a, a love relationship. That sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a... Uh, just a mutual respect, and he respects me too. We talk uh, for Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie. <laughs> I do really love Spencer Dinwiddie. He's under twenty five, and he's really good. He's really good, and is a, making a play. As, I mean, I know he's hurt right now, which sucks. But before he got hurt, he was making a play to be the sixth man of the year. I mean, really putting in some great minutes, backing up D'Angelo Russell. But I'm going to pick Fox just because I think more consistent, especially with the team I have. He's going to do a great job. So if you look at my team, I've got. De'Aaron Fox, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. I think you missed out on a nickname for Fox. What do you think it is? De'Aaron, quick as a fox. Or swipe a fox. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. movie. Wes Anderson Um, That's a great pick. I think he was the best point guard left. I would not argue with you if you told me that you would pick him ahead of D'Angelo Russell. So that was a, a good pick. All right. I have... Ben Simmons at point guard, Nikola Jokic at center, Devin Booker at shooting guard, and I need a small forward. Speaking of guys who tend to disappear, speaking of guys who I don't know if I want to pick this guy for his prime as much as I do for his ceiling or maybe for his potential at small forward because I don't have LeBron James on my team. I'm going to pick Brandon Ingram because I think Brandon Ingram is so much better without LeBron James on his team. So he is my small forward. He is my last pick. I have Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, Chris Epps, and Brandon Ingram. These are good teams. Yeah. Across the board, good teams. All right, good draft. Let's go around. Um, Let's talk about what we love about our teams. Jeremy, start us off. What do you love about your team? All right, I've got a really big athletic team, so they're going to be able to defend really well. I've got two really good primary ball handlers, and Luca is big enough to guard just about anybody on the floor. Uh, shooting, it will be a little bit of a problem, but between Cat stepping out, Davis stepping out, Wiggins can hit from anywhere, I think we'll be just fine in that category. Uh, and I think they match up really well defensively and offensively against anybody else. Defensively, you have a, a good team. Yes. I agree. Jacob? Yeah, uh, lots of love about my team. Number one, the nicknames, of course, I think will be called. Like, there's the meme team. will be called the nickname team. Uh, I also love just the, the setup of my team. I mean, we have Fox, who is a push-the-ball type of guy. He's also a pass-first, and so that's, that's a huge thing for us because we got Bradley Beal on one wing. we got Tatum, who can shoot the ball, and he can also slash in the middle a little bit. Obviously, we have Giannis, who is positionless, but I decided to put him in a position. And then Embiid, who actually loves loves playing inside, which this is good because Giannis can start on the outside and take it in, uh, but B can work on the inside and he can stretch the floor. And so I really, really like my team. Like if I'm a GM and I'm looking at my roster and this is who I have, I'm excited. About I would that. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like four all-stars. <laughs> Sorry, three all-stars. Um, 
yeah, your team is is good. Obviously, Greek Freak makes every team completely different. See, it's catching. Yeah, <laughs> Greek said Freak. Uh, my team, I like also my size. Ben Simmons, six um, ten point guard. Some people will say even seven foot. I love the passing that my team brings. Ben Simmons, great passer. Nikola Jokic, obviously the one of the best passing big men maybe ever um stretching the floor with Devin Booker stretching the floor with Zinger Jokic can obviously step out too um my only worry is I might be getting torched on defense um Zinger is a good rim protector Ingram is getting better but when Simmons tries he's he's a good defender but um overall the scoring and the speed and the length of my team I I really like I think across the board we have great teams I mean, obviously, there's yeah. 15 people. If I was a GM, I would take any three of these teams. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, good draft. Normally, this part of the um, podcast is the part where we talk about some players that we missed out on or some players that who could have gotten drafted. However, we are going to kick it back out to Caleb, who is on location in Charlotte, and he's going to give us his team – He's been listening in. He knows our teams. Since he wasn't able to draft, he's going to give us his team of guys um, that he may have chosen, um, some players that we didn't get to pick, and he's also going to do it by position. There were a lot of good guys left off this list. I'm yes. excited to see what his team's going to be. Very excited to see what his team's going to be like. Caleb, let's hear the team. Jacob, you can't choose Tim Duncan. It's 25 and under, dude. Those are the rules. You cannot have Tim Duncan or Ray Allen this draft. I'm sorry. And Jeremy, no Charles Barkley for you, man. 25 and under. I'm just kidding, guys. You all had some very good teams. However, you all missed some very, very valuable young players in the NBA right now. So for my point guard, I'm going to take Markel Fultz. Yes, and I am not going to take him for his potential, which is often talked about. I am going to take him because he is the first and only teenager with a triple-double. And here's what that means. Statistically speaking, Markel Fultz is better than Manu Ginobili and, that's right, Moses Malone, because neither one of them have ever had a triple-double in their career. And as we know, that is the only stat that matters in basketball. So Markel Fultz is actually better than the Moses Malone. So at point guard, I'm going to take my man Markel Fultz. And at shooting guard, I'm going to take Nick Stauskas. That might be surprising to you because at the trade deadline, he bounced around a little bit. He was actually traded three times between four teams and five days. That's right. He was traded three times between four teams in five days. He bounced around the NBA. And there's one way you could look at that and say that nobody wanted him. But there's another way you could look at that and say that literally everybody wanted him. He was the hottest item on the trade deadline this year. Anthony Davis wasn't even good enough to get traded. But my man Nick Stauskas was getting traded around the league because he is that hot this year. And at small forward, I am going to take the one, the only, Anthony Bennett, the Cavalier, the greatest Cleveland Cavalier of all time, the number one pick in the draft, chubby boy himself, Anthony Bennett. And this broke my heart a little bit as a Cavs fan, but it really helps my case for this draft. He was drafted number one overall and number 15th overall in that draft was Greek freak himself, Giannis. And what that means, what that tells me for this draft is that since Anthony Bennett was number one and Giannis was number 15, that means Anthony Bennett is 15 times more valuable with 15 times more potential than Giannis. So Giannis might be on the cover of 2K. He might be the MVP this year. However, Anthony Davis has more potential than Giannis does. And 
interesting fact about Anthony Bennett this weekend over the All-Star break while I was chilling in Charlotte. I actually ran into Anthony Bennett. And I know what you're thinking. How in the world did he get into the game? Did he sit courtside? No, he did not. He was actually a homeless man on the street begging for change. His career has gone downhill quick, but I'm going to take Anthony Bennett. And for my power forward, I'm going to take Frank the Tank Kaminsky. And you might be thinking I want him for his valuable um, run with Wisconsin. However, I did some digging on the childhood of Frank Kaminsky. And this is straight from an article. When he was five years old, his uncle worked for the Chicago Bulls while Michael Jordan was on the team. And during that period, Frank had total access to the training facility. So I will let you connect the dots here. While Michael Jordan was there, Frank the Tank had full access. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Karate Kid, but I think the story was similar. Frank Kaminsky is the Karate Kid and Michael Jordan is his Mr. Miyagi. And as my center, I am going to take the one, the only, Thon Maker. It has been rumored this year that he might not be as young as he says he is. He claims he's 19 years old, but rumors say he might be older. And for the sake of this draft, since it's 25 and under, I'm going to take him as my center because I might just be getting a steal. I could be getting a 27-year-old in their prime legally in a draft for 25 and under because we don't actually know how old he is. So I'm going to take Thon Maker at 19 with my fingers crossed that he's actually 27. And that is my team. Point guard, Markel Fultz. Shooting guard, Nick Stauskas. Small forward, Anthony Bennett. Power forward, Frank Kaminsky. And center, Thon Maker. I do not understand how you guys missed out on these players because this team is the future. All right, kind of a weird team. Not really the players I think we expected Caleb to draft. But, Caleb, it's a little fuzzy. If you can still hear us, Jacob has some info for you about your draft. Yeah, man. Uh, Anthony Bennett, in the four years that he played in the (laughs) NBA, a total of 151 games, uh, he was a power forward all four of those years. Also, Thon Maker, we just found out from Jeremy, is how old, Jeremy? He says he's 21. So you said 19. He says 21. Could be 27. Who knows? Also, Jeremy, give us your awesome take about Frank Kaminsky and the Karate Kid. Okay, in the Karate Kid, the whole thing is the Karate Kid is saving Mr. Miyagi's life. So Frank Kaminsky could be saving Michael Jordan's career with the Hornets. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing parallel. <laughs> Caleb great. is a genius yes. for pointing that out. You should probably just save Cody Zeller's hairline instead. <laughs> I did hear about the Karate Kid 7 coming out this year with Frank Kaminsky and Michael Jordan. Uh, another thing, though, Nick Stauskas spells his name N-I-K. Just don't trust him. Yeah, you never. Know? I would have traded him just for that. <laughs> just, it's like, hey, we really love you. We think you're a great kid. We think that you have a lot of skills and we can really play you, but you're out of here. <laughs> like, you just, but I can't skills with you. just one L, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, those were some bad picks from Caleb. But what we know is there are always some bad draft picks. Um, Always people who have the potential to bust. And we've been talking about um, the good young players during this podcast. Um, We based our draft around it. We we talked about the Rising Stars Challenge. But we thought um, to finish up, let's talk about some of those top three or top five picks in the past few years who just haven't turned out like you thought they would. You know, maybe some draft misses. And I have one, and it's close to my heart as this guy is, he is actually one of my all-time favorite Kentucky players. I think a huge draft miss was the 2012 draft when the Charlotte Hornets, of all teams, chose Michael Kidd Gilchrist second overall. He was incredible in college. He was the glue guy. He was an amazing defender, played hard, had potential, but I think 
taking him number two. He just has not panned out. When I think of of players who are maybe bust for how high they were chosen, players who had the potential and just haven't made it happen yet. Look, he's he's only like twenty five. Maybe he still has a chance to be great in a, on a different team, a different environment. But for me, MKG, I love you, but you just you're a draft miss, Jeremy. Uh, full disclosure: When you said draft miss, uh, I did not think of it that way. I was thinking players that teams missed on in the draft, so they fell. So I've, oh, I, I like that anyway. Let's talk about that yeah, anyway. There are actually a lot of really good undrafted NBA players, like some current players, like Joe Ingles, uh, Jeremy Lin, who had his whole insanity thing, uh, Wes Matthews, uh, Robert Covington, guys like that. Uh, also, some really good ex players or recently retired players. Udonis Haslam, three time champion, undrafted. Undrafted. Wow. Uh, ben Wallace, undrafted. That's like the the famous one, like maybe one of the best ones. Yeah. Ben Wallace, undrafted. Uh, John Starks, Bruce Bowen, really some really solid players that guys. The teams just whiffed on him in the draft. It's shocking that that happens so often. Yeah, don't forget about Jeff Saturday. Ooh. <laughs> Pacer, great, great center just, for a just, long time. This just took a turn. Wrong center. Also, some guys who were, I mean, I know Caleb thinks that Anthony Bennett might be 15 times better, but the fact that Greek Freak was chosen 15. Like, that is a huge miss for those and 14 teams. Greek Freak's brother fell real far. Who knows how good he, he could end up being. Manu Ginobili, 57th, which is crazy. Isaiah Thomas, also 60. Jacob Draft misses. Okay, full disclosure, like Jeremy. Uh, when you said draft misses, I thought you meant, like, draft MRS. Like, some <laughs> famous ladies of the draft. And so I have one, uh, Tynia Rivers for us. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Doc Rivers? Kale Bridges' mom, if you remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, she Rivers. was so upset. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> she, she is, she's the vice president of HR for the Philadelphia 76ers. And on draft night, Mikhail Bridges was drafted by the 76ers. And there was just this beautiful moment where she was like, my son's coming home. You could see it in Bridges' eyes where he was like, dang it. He's like, from Philly. I played at Nova. But like, then <laughs> literally like four picks later, he got drafted drafted uh he oh, excuse me he got traded to the suns because zaire smith uh there was there was a there was a swap and she called it a cruel move by her employer <laughs> <laughs> so my draft misses goes to miss tania rivers tania tania rivers trust the process Trust the process. Actually, don't trust the process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she lost trust in the process. <laughs> that was clearly the best draft misses. <laughs> he For blew sure. us out of the water on that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, since we all just took a turn right there and we even included a football player, um, let's just end really quick. Players who right now, they seem like busts. They were, they were drafted high. Um, they haven't lived up to it. But you give me one player to end this podcast, one player that seems like a bust right now, but you think has the potential to still be a great NBA player. Uh, I know who I want to say, but I'm going to let Jacob Thank take you. this one because of his recent performance. Uh, we've Maybe you guys haven't known, uh, I am a huge proponent for – the resurgence of Jalil Okafor. And let me tell you, our fan club is doing great right now because Jalil over the past month has just been playing amazing in uh, spite of, or I guess in light of the Anthony Davis trade rumors. I mean, he has just been scorching moments. And here's the good news. While One Anthony word Davis, I never thought would be used to describe Jalil Okafor. Scorching. Scorching, man. He's had games of 27, 24, 20, 25, which you got to think like for him, where he's at and where, how he plays. It's on the paint. But he's had his opportunity because Davis is being a little baby, uh, doesn't want to play. Even, you know, with Randall there, it's going to be a little interesting. But he has a role now. He has a role. He has a place at the table. And so he is going to just keep going up and up and up. And I'm excited to watch him. And I can't wait to look at all your faces one day and say, you were wrong. Will Jaleel Okafor ever be an all-star you know i don't know i'm not I sure don't know if either. Will, but i also don't know if julius randall will be an all-star ever and julius randall is super good as well right now you gotta think like just the way that especially because they're in the west and the way that the all-star game is 
put together oh, right now. So many good players it's, in the West. It's near impossible. I mean, Rudy Gobert should have been an all-star. There's a lot of people who should have been an all-star, uh, and, and they just weren't. So it really sucks for a lot of people. I'm not sure if he'd ever be an all-star, but that wasn't the question. It's if he's going to be a good NBA player, and I think he can be a good NBA player. Well, what's more likely to happen? Jalil Okafor is an all-star, or... Davis Bertans is in the three-point contest. <laughs> uh, what should be more likely to happen is Davis Bertans. If that ever happens in the same season, Bertans being in the three-point contest. You guys won't job. see me for a year. <laughs> I'll just be traveling the country on a, a victory tour. It'll be amazing. All right, Jeremy, you got one? Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who Caleb mentioned earlier, Thon Maker. Okay. Uh, he was drafted 10th, and he's just he's one of those guys. He, he has the body. Uh, he has the skill set. He should be a better player and for whatever reason he just can't quite make it work got a new um new team yeah new maybe, team maybe new surroundings that'll maybe that'll help turn things around for him. one guy who requests a trade who can actually uh get that request granted thon yes. maker <laughs> anthony davis can't get it but um i have one i know i'm in the minority i'm on this train and there's not very many people on this train with me including the people in this room i don't think i'm still a believer in lonzo ball I think he has the potential to be an incredible NBA player. He's an amazing passer. He has amazing court vision. He is an above-average defender. I think the shooting is going to come around. He shot 41% in college from three, so you know it's there. The potential um, of shooting threes is there. I know, like I said, I'm on a lonely train, but I, I think a lot of people would say right now, Alonzo Ball, even though he's in his second year, battled some injuries that he is a bust, I think he still has potential to be great. I can get on board with him being a good NBA player. I just, I'll hold to it. I don't think he'll ever be an all-star. Yeah, I'm not completely off board. If anything, I'm taking another step on board because of how poor the Lakers have been without him so far this season. I think he so could be a good player. you're at the train station. Well, I'm at the train station. <laughs> I had gotten off the train before he got to college, and I was walking away, and then I was like, oh, I, maybe I left something on the train, and I turned around, and I've taken a couple of steps But back. the door was shut, and now, standing there was LeVar Ball <laughs> saying, no, no, no. LeVar is the conductor, and he is <laughs> driving the train away yelling, never lost. That's... <laughs> That's the only unfortunate part about this train is LeVar is driving it. Hey, and we can I, say this. We can say this. Lonzo, on track. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Has this... Tr- in this analogy, the train's been at the train station now for two years, Not correct? Two, uh, Again, year, a season and a half. LeVar, a year and a half. LeVar Ball is the conductor. It takes him six months to make a pair of shoes so yeah. he's have he has to figure out how to drive the train it's, yes and it's I, not I'm, be easy. I'm still in the camp of without lavar ball being his dad and without the hype that surrounded lonzo he had a great rookie season statistically it just didn't look great because of his dad and how much his dad talked about him and how awesome he said he was going to be and so i'm on the train i don't like who's driving it but i like being on it choo choo all a ball. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Head over to Instagram, check out our page there at the Best Available Podcast. Go to iTunes, subscribe to the Best Available Podcast, rate us five stars. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Okay, bye. LeBron. Caleb, any last words? <laughs> LeBron. Here's five dollars, Anthony Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, why is there no C in your name?